Welcome, everyone, to Behind the Mask Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jeremy. In this podcast, we discuss the characteristics of ego, self-discovery, and finding our most authentic self. Remember, I don't claim to be the expert. I'm here to merely share my knowledge, understanding, and experiences with the sole interest of helping others. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Hopefully, everyone's having a great week so far. Um, Today's topic, the illusion of power, is the final uh, topic as far as characteristic goes when it comes to best practices. Um, So again, in review, we've gone through, obviously, letting go of validation, um, discovering fears and different levels of fear and how that impacts our decision-making, our behavior. As well as, you know, the last episode we talked about, stop controlling and start allowing. So today, right, we're kind of a full circle. We're coming in into a full culmination of understanding what ego is, how it shows up, and then hopefully learning some best practices on how to start perceiving life differently. So the illusion of power today, we're going to start off by doing an exercise. And I've done these from time to time on these different episodes. But I want you to go and grab a piece of paper and something to write with. And we're going to do a little bit of an exercise to kind of illustrate this point again. So go ahead and hit press pause. Get a piece of paper, get something to write with. And then I'll be right back with you. All right. So on the left side of the page... I want you to write down all of the roles that you currently play in life. So number them, one, two, three, four, six, et cetera, and then put down father, husband, boyfriend, um, brother, sister, worker, what's your title, all the different roles that you play in life right now currently. Okay, now, on to the right of those roles, there's three options that I want you to write down. Okay, and again, like all things that we've talked about with all the best practices over the last few episodes, it's about being brutally honest with yourself. Okay, you have option one, you're going to write give. Option two, you're going to write share. Option three, you're going to write take. So one of those three options, okay, give, share, or take. Now, in those roles, so for example, if I my first role is father, I'm going to have to really think about in that role, do I give away my power, do I share my power, or do I take power? And let me explain a little bit more. Giving away power means that you are putting people up on a pedestal. That you answer to them. Okay? So, for example, if I put down father, but yet I'm constantly at the the begging call of my kids. That anytime they want something, I'm just running to give it to them. That I always concede. They basically own me. I'm giving away my power. Now, if I share my power with them, 
it's it's me looking at them and having a, a good relationship and saying, look, I am there to help you as I can. And there's times where I need your help in return and we have a partnership. So when you think about share, just think of like, is do you have a partnership with them? They're not on, a, on an elevated scale. You're not on an elevated scale, right? It's a good balance and partnership. Or the third one is take, okay? When I, when I was growing up, when we'd ask why we couldn't go do something or why I couldn't have something, there was a common response. Because I'm dad and I said so. What part of no don't you understand? <laughs> so so that's that's taking, right? You are putting yourself in an elevated position, and so you are taking power and authority over that. Okay, so take a few minutes right now. So pause again. Go down your line of all the different roles that you currently play in life. And I want you to be honest, very brutally and candidly honest. And I want you to put down either you give your power away, you share power as a partnership, or you take power. Okay. So what was that experience like? Was it eye-opening? Was it easy to admit? Was it interesting? Understand that, and, and again, we talked about this when we talked about the characteristic of, of power, that, that power is, is one of the most commonly thought of characteristic when it comes to ego, right? Ego correlates with egotism or egotistical. And what that means is that someone has an overinflated sense of self, and so they think they're better than everybody else, right? So that's one way in which we as human beings behind the, the mask of ego, we put ourselves on a pedestal. Most likely and most often it's due to the fact that we are trying to offset one of our insecurities, right? You always hear, oh, little man syndrome. <laughs> he goes and buys a big truck, Right? to offset the fact that he feels like a small, inferior person. Or, right, you, we, we compensate these things and we try to put ourselves, the mean girl, right, the mean girl in school, the one that's the ringleader. Well, she's super insecure, but what, she, what does she do? She, she talks negatively about, uh, she talks negatively about the other girls in school, the ones that aren't quite as, you know, popular and important. So, she elevates herself on a pedestal when in all reality she's trying to just offset the fact that she doesn't feel like she's anything of value. So power comes in multiple ways. A lot of it, the commonly known one, is being putting herself up and putting herself in a position where we are taking power or implementing power over another human being. The other less commonly known aspect of this characteristic is when we give our power away right you're in a you're in a marriage where you know you are a victim of domestic violence and just to be able to survive you end up giving your power away you sacrifice yourself because that's that's the way you're going to survive and so it's important that when you when you get to this that that if you were to get out of that marriage, that mindset doesn't necessarily stop. That can be transferred over to the next relationship and the next relationship and then different aspects of life. 
and the reason why I'm talking a lot about relationships with other people, because with this particular characteristic of ego, it has a lot to do with our interpersonal relationships. And that's what we're going to talk a lot about today. And that's what a lot of the best practices are going to be. Now, I do have to put out there, though, that they're, you know, just like when we talked about defining the characteristic of, of power, that power can be tied to things. Power can be tied to titles. Power can be tied to careers, right? Levels of importance, uh, who your family is. So power doesn't necessarily only um, show up when it comes to with interpersonal relationships, but it also comes forward in any time that we either feel inferior or superior to other human beings based off of some sort of temporary status. I want to read, again, from The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. You know, we talked about, and in a few episodes, I've shared this part of it, but the the part where he's talking about what, how to offset the element of ego and the characteristics, it's important to understand this. So as he's describing the different characteristics of, of, of the social mask and ego and he gets the power, he says that essential difference between object referral and self-referral, and when he says object referral, that's, a, that's an ego perspective. And when he refers to self-referral, that's a more authentic, that's a true self. And he says that the difference between the two and in self, self-referral, your experience is your true being, which is unfearful of any challenge, has respect for all people, and feels beneath no one. Self-power is therefore true power. Power based on object referral or power based on ego is false power, being ego-based power. It lasts only as long as the object of reference is there. If you have a certain title, if there is a president, if you're the president of a country, or chairman of the corporation, or if you have a lot of money, the power you enjoy goes with the title, with the job, with the money. Ego-based power will only last as long as those things last. As soon as the title, the job, the money goes away, so does the power. Now, as he's talking about that, I want to kind of backtrack real quick. And again, understanding power is not bad. None of these elements are bad. None of the characteristics of ego are bad in themselves, but the way that they are used by our ego to control our behavior and basically keep us hidden from who we really are, that's where it's not good. Okay, So having those things, I'm not saying money's bad. Money's not the root of all evil and money's not the root of, of, of ego. Money is just money. A job is a job. A title is a title. Those things, we create the differentiation or the unequal level of validation when we when we are in an ego perspective when it comes to these types of things. So self-power, he, he continues and says, self-power, on the other hand, is permanent because it is, it is based on the knowledge of the self. And there are certain characteristics of self-power. Okay? 
But before we get into that, I'm going to finish that up towards the end, but I want to go back into talking about, again, some of the best practices for us to become aware and some things to offset that power or that obsession of power or that inequality that we create based off of an egocentric perspective to make us feel better. I was as I was preparing for this um, this episode, uh, reminded me of a time where. And for those of you who have watched Game of Thrones, you probably remember this. If you haven't watched Game of Thrones, just bear with me and see if we can follow the story. So, in the Game of Thrones, there's two characters: there's Varys and there's Tyrion. And Varys is kind of like this. I don't know what you call him, like a server. Uh, servant, he's you know kind of like a an errand person, also one that kind of shares lessons and knowledge and so forth. So he's he's speaking to Tyrion when Tyrion was Hand of the King, and they're going through and they're talking and they're they're having this conversation about all the different strategical moves that are happening in the land. And Varys goes on and, and asks Tyrion. He says, "Do you like riddles?" And Tyrion says, um, I don't necessarily like riddles, but I have a feeling that I'm going to hear a riddle right now. And Varys continues, he says, so there was three great men sitting in a room. There was a king, a priest, and a rich man. Also in the room was a common sellsword. And so for those of you who don't know what a sellsword is, it means basically there is a, there is a person that has no loyalties or ties to anybody or anything that is just kind of like a hired killer. Well, he continues, each great man bids the sellsword to kill the other two. So Varys looks at Tyrion and says, so who dies and who lives? Tyrion sits there and responds and says, well, that's completely up to the swordsman. He has the power. And Varys responds back and says, well, what do you mean he has the power? No, the three great men, the king, the priest, the rich men, they're, they're, the, they're the great men. Tyrion says, no, the swordsman is the one that has the power because he has the sword, which dictates who lives and who dies. And and Varys responds back and tells Tyrion, then why do men who have swords, if they hold the power, why do we put kings up on pedestals? Tyrion, frustrated at this point in time, knowing that there's no right answer, he says, I don't like riddles any longer. And Varys states this which I think is very powerful. Varys looks at Tyrion and he says, power resides when men believe it resides. It's a trick. It's a shadow on the wall. And a very small man can cast a very large shadow. So when you think about what power truly is from an ego perspective, It's an illusion. It's something that someone creates or gives away to offset some sort of need or validation that they're looking, obsessing for, seeking for. It's interesting that when you look at the four characteristics, each one in their own right have a serious impact on our behaviors, our life experiences, Each characteristic in itself has elements on our social mask that we wear. However, 
if, when you really come to understand it, the dynamics between the four is seeking validation goes hand in hand with power. Whereas having a lot of fear and obsessing over control go hand in hand. Right? If I am trying to control things, it's because I'm very fearful of what can happen. If I'm trying to assert power over somebody or something, then I am literally seeking validation and trying to become special, acknowledged, valued. Or, if I'm giving my power away, right, then I will be accepted as a good husband, a good wife, a good brother, a good son, a good daughter. I will be acknowledged and validated for my existence in that specific situation. So, when it comes to so the best practices, and these again, these are things that have worked for me and worked for people that I have coached and mentored and taught and trained. Um, these are some of the things that I think really help me, that if you struggle in this area of either giving your power away or even find yourself at times, and if you're being brutally awesome, be like, yeah, there's a lot of times that I do assert power because there are times in my life that I have done that, right? I'm, I've taken the color, the color code test, and I'm a red. I'm a red-blue. I'm pretty, like, middle of the ground, so I'm either really bossy or really emotional, apparently. But I have a strong personality, and so there's times in my life that, yeah, I thought that I needed to assert power to be able to be a leader. And so if you struggle with this, and there's elements in your life that you may feel comfortable or may not feel comfortable with, it's always good to look at. So the first thing, the first best practice that I would encourage you to do is to get a journal and write on it gratitude. And every day, whether that's at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day, to write down three things that you are genuinely grateful for that happened that day. And if you're doing it in the morning, three things you're grateful for for the day before. What this does is by being in a state of gratitude puts us in a position to acknowledge the fact that we are not all that if we are, have the tendency to assert or to take power. If we have a tendency to give power away, gratitude helps us to understand that we are worthy to receive things. Now, don't go through the motions and every day take time to really sit there, breathe through it and understand that, yeah, there's, there are unique things on a day-to-day basis that I am grateful for. So if, if this is an is area and an issue, then be diligent. Okay. Be diligent in doing this and creating this journal of gratitude and it will become a best practice that will truly help influence your life and keeps you in a space of understanding that we are all the same spirit, just in different disguises. The other best practice is, is to learn what unconditional love is. Now you're probably thinking, oh, duh. But the reality of it is, is I want to ask you, do you really know what unconditional love is? And have you experienced it? If you really truly honest with yourself, there's a lot of us out there that have not experienced unconditional love or experienced it very late in life. 
So do you know what unconditional love is? Have you ever experienced it? And if you have never experienced it, then you need to learn how to offer it so in turn you can offer it to yourself. That's where self-care comes into play. A lot of people, when we talk about self-care, people talk about, oh, you know, man, my self-care is going to the gym. Well, do you enjoy going to the gym? (laughs) Or are you doing it because that's what all the health experts tell you to do? And, you know, you need to go there just so you can be healthy. That's not self-care. Self-care is doing things just for yourself that you truly enjoy. That you are giving the tender mercy of your heart, your compassion, your soul to you and saying, I truly care about you. And as you have self-care, as you have unconditional love for yourself, then in turn you learn what it is to give unconditional love to other people. People that really struggle with this element of power in their lives usually have a very hard time even defining what love is, let alone unconditional love. Because of the fact that when we are in our ego state of power, asserting power, taking power, giving power away, it's, we're not in a state of love. We are in a state of judgment. We're making a judgment that either I'm not worthy to be in this person's presence and so therefore they're better than me or I'm making a judgment that this person's not good enough for me. And I need to just take care of me, 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 me. The hard thing with that part is, is when we get to a place where, and I've seen this a lot, when we get to a place where we start to wake up and we start to want power, self-power, we're asserting self-power in a way that is not necessarily fully healthy either. I can't tell you how many times that when people wake up, they're like, well, I'm just doing me and I'm only focusing on me and what's best for me. And I'm not going to settle. How many times have you heard that? Or how many times have you said that? I'm not going to settle anymore. All my relationships in the past have been this. All my experiences have been this. And I'm not going to settle Well, let's talk about that statement for a second. When you state that you are settling for somebody else, is that not putting yourself up on a pedestal? Is that not saying that you are superior to that person? And that you deserve better? Now, that doesn't mean that you should stay in an abusive relationship. That doesn't mean that you should allow people to take advantage of you. That's not it at all. But the perspective is different. Going back to the last episode, we talked about standards versus expectations. You can have a standard of what you would like to have in your life. And if someone doesn't meet that standard, well, that doesn't mean make them less than. It just means that they are different, and you will continue to look forward for, for the standard that you're, you are seeking. But the simple fact that I hate that saying of I'm not going to settle puts us in a position of superiority over somebody else. Now, if we don't vibe, then we don't vibe. right? If, if you are in a relationship and that relationship is no longer serving you for your greatest good and the other person's greatest good, and then at that point in time, it's important that we have honest, authentic, candid conversation to say, you know what, this isn't serving me at this point in time. In an, in an interest to preserve the positive memories and experiences that we've had up to this point in time, 
I'm going to move forward. I'm going to hold on to those positive things. And possibly sometime in the near future, we can regain what we had before. And then we can get back to a place where it is mutually serving both of us. That's a far different conversation than saying, hey, you know what? I'm not going to settle for you. I'm not going to settle for someone like you. It's a different perspective. We're not putting judgment on that person. We're merely holding true to standards. But to understand unconditional love means to, to fully accept somebody for who they are. Now that's challenging because there's a lot of us that are walking around that we don't have no idea of who we are, but we want unconditional love. So it's a twofold. As you learn unconditional love for yourself, that pushes you to become or pushes us to become, I'd rather say, pushes us to become authentic and knowing who we are. Because I can't love something unconditional that I don't know. How can I love myself if I don't know who I truly am? And if I can't truly love myself, then how can I offer that love to somebody else? And so then that's when we start creating these inequalities of perception of who other people are valued as. Oh, this person has a lot of money. I don't. They're better than me. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm way more fit. I'm better looking than that person. That person looks small and scrawny and weak, and I, I can kick his ass all day, every day. I must be better than them. So these, these, these inequalities are then created. So, so focusing on gratitude, focusing on unconditional love, focusing on self-care starts to take us away and out of the place of judgment and into a space of acceptance. Acceptance of ourself, for good or for bad. The things that I am and the things that are not, and I'm completely good with those things. It takes us out of that place of judgment and I've shared this this with people before, and I think I've even shared it within the episode, but I, I always say this. There was one of my favorite memes that defines what true love is, what unconditional love is. It says that, you know, a person, a man approached a wise man, and he said, he asked the wise man, how do you define unconditional love? The wise man looked and looked back at the man and says, unconditional love or true love is defined by the absence of judgment. And so when we get into the place where we are placing judgment or we are we are placing judgment on ourselves and giving our power away or we're placing judgment on others and we are asserting ourselves in the power positions of power, we are in a place of judgment and therefore we are not in a place of love. And so that's why the one of the best practices is focusing on self-love, self-care, and gratitude. And in doing so, it makes it very hard to be in a, pos a position or a place to then judge somebody else and treat them inferior or superior than ourselves. Now, this would probably be easy for us to do in a lot of areas of our life, but there may be certain areas that you know we struggle with. For me... This is this was challenging there. I'll share this experience because for me, as as one of my top strengths 
of my personality, one of my, my, my talents is that I'm a very competitive person. And that's why I was really good at basketball when I was a player. And then even as a basketball coach, I had a lot of success as well. And so having that be part of my natural DNA of my personality is very challenging when it comes to this topic of power and judgment. Why? Well, because when I stepped on the court, I had the mindset that I was the best player on the court. And that gave me a powerful edge and chip over the other player. So it's challenging to do those things in certain arenas. Now, when I walked into a boardroom, I didn't have that same chip on my shoulder. When I walk into a training and I'm working in training kids or players, I don't have that, that competitive chip or that judgment. So it's important to then acknowledge also the areas in which you struggle with in that regard. What are, when you find yourself judging somebody, why is that? Challenge that. What is the validation factor that is coming to play? Right? For me, when, when I'd step on the court and I would have that attitude of I'm the best basketball player in the court, what was I really seeking? What was I really thinking? Right? Maybe I was needing the validation that I was actually a good basketball player. And so to, again, consciously acknowledge the fact of those areas in life where we struggle with this helps us to be able to take away the power the ego has on our behavior, on our perspective, on our paradigm. The last best practice that I'll leave you with is how often... Do you give people compliments? How often do you acknowledge someone's win? It's very interesting to me because I'm out in the public a lot and doing different things. And through the years, I've, I've really enjoyed you know, being in social environments. And I love to give compliments. Two reasons. Because I just do, and I like to see the smile of it puts on people's face, but then it's also funny to see the flip side of it where people get so uncomfortable when they receive a compliment and they're not quite sure what to say. So the other best practice when it comes to the illusion of power is, is I want to challenge you to give five genuinely sincere compliments each day. Because what that does is as you are now taking yourself out of your own mind and your own issues and your own world, right, stepping out of the mask, behind the mask of ego and putting yourself in a position to acknowledge other people, it's hard to assert power over somebody else that you acknowledge as pretty, well-dressed, have a great smile has cool eyes, whatever it may be. Right? When we are in the state of being in gratitude, being in a state of self-love, being in a state of acknowledging the areas and knowing that, hey, you know what, this is still something I'm working on, and then we go and offer compliments, that helps us to continue to see people, see fellow beings, fellow human beings as equals, as part of the same spirit that we are. And if you really struggle with giving your power away, here's what I want you to do. If you really look at this big, well, yeah, Jeremy, I give compliments all the time. 
But it, but if you struggle and you're like in all of your interpersonal relationships, you're the one giving your power away. Three of those compliments each and every day, I want you to turn towards yourself. I want you to compliment three things about you that day. Whether that's, man, I really feel that I've dressed really good today. Or you know what? I am so glad that I was able to help that person. Whatever it may be, they need the important thing is, is they are sincere and they're genuine. So, as in wrapping up this topic in this episode, to just review again, right? The power is an illusion. It's something that we create. Whether we're the shadow, whether we're the person creating the shadow, regardless of what that is, true power is understanding who we are and who we're not and being completely good with that and allowing other people to do the same. So, Go get your journals. Start creating that practice, the daily habit of your journaling of gratitude. Learn and practice unconditional love and compliment yourself and others around you. And this area will not be something you struggle with. Have a wonderful week. Smile as often as possible and show kindness as often as you can.